Hello there, it is Nick Zangle coming to you live from California, USA on this Thursday evening. And that means it is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap and reaction time. And it means last night at 8, 7 central Wednesday that the episode aired. And this week it was episode 3 of season 11. Now before we get into that, I want to briefly remind you that if you're watching live, you can say hello anytime in the live chat on YouTube and share your thoughts, which I will periodically check throughout my recap and reaction from my own perspective but if you're listening or watching the replay on either a podcasting platform or on rumble or on youtube you can still leave your comments and thoughts in the comment section wherever there's a comment section available and with that said let's actually jump right into the recap and reaction and as you join like i said you can say hi so we picked up this episode where we left off last week at Lake Tahoe at the end of the first night where we saw the conversation around seeing color continued between Kyle, Crystal, and Sutton pictured here. And this is where we find out Crystal says she thinks the phrase, I don't see color, which is something that she brought up towards Sutton, being said by a white person to a person of color is what she thinks is sweeping the idea of differences under the rug. Now, Kyle and Sutton also say that it is upsetting because, or it's upsetting to be accused of being racially insensitive or even racist because it is a character attack, and I completely agree. But then Crystal goes on to explain her what she views as color, and I thought it was actually very interesting. And she basically means color means your culture, where your upbringing, all these things besides just your eye color or your hair color or your skin color. And so this got me thinking, well, if that's the case, then isn't everyone of color who's a human who has different aspect to them, including quote unquote white people. And so this also led her to say, Crystal, to say that Sutton is from a generation that was taught to be colorblind and that Crystal thinks this mindset is outdated. Well, the problem for Crystal now is that she said that is we cross into the ageism thing for Crystal, which could come back to bite her. Not sure if this will come up or if anyone will actually attempt to accuse her of that, but that was the first thing I thought is she's trying to right one wrong by committing another wrong in a society where all these isms and ists like racist, ageist, ableist, all these things are at the forefront of conversation. And so this just brought me back to the idea that you can never win when you start getting into these labels and generalizations, especially when you are sensitive to it and attempting to police it or are the one that's always calling it out or bringing it up. So it turns into this contradictory filled mess that really only works to divide us. And it's very... and has an authoritarian angle to it of trying to get everyone to think and act and talk the exact same way that you do, which I think we can mostly say is not that realistic. Now, we go on to them kind of making fun of morning routines because it's the next morning. So they all went to bed, they woke up, it's the next morning, and we see... Garcelle saying that she used her face mask as a sleeping mask because it was convenient. We see Kathy went into Kyle's room in the middle of the night, which you see pictured here, and Kyle was complaining about 
Kathy eating chips and drinking a Red Bull in bed, <laughs> thinking that it was soda, and also Kathy uh, reading a newspaper in the middle of the night. <clears throat> and this is just a throwback to last episode where we learned that Kathy has a hard time sleeping without a fan on and with her normal situation. So I thought that was a funny little throwback to last episode. Then we get into some awkward editing in the morning between um, Sutton and Crystal, which made it seem a little more tension-filled than than it was, I think, in reality. And they used it kind of as a precursor, precursor to set up the next part of the, the scene, which I'm going to talk about. But first, and we also get more of nasally Erica, which is something I touched on in the first episode. But um, what's interesting about this breakfast is they actually come up with talks about the election that was going on because last episode we learned that this was filmed right or before the week before the election back in November here in the United States. And so we see we hear Garcelle saying that she would normally be turning on CNN. And so she's indicating she wants to keep up to date because she's on the reel. But we also hear Erica saying that she thinks that Joe and Kamala will win and it's over and that Lisa Renna says Joe and Kamala will win in a landslide. And she also says that she, or she brings up her experience on The Celebrity Apprentice, which she was on back in 2012, said she was fired by Trump twice. And she also kind of indicates that she said nothing had ever happened to her on Celebrity Apprentice as far as accusations against him that have come out since he announced his run for president back in 2016. And she said he was very professional and that the guy that she sees now is not the same person and is someone that she doesn't like. And she thinks that everything has gotten to his head. So that was Lisa Renna's take. And then we learn that also Kathy is asleep and they are leaving her behind to go head out to the activity for the day. So then we get into Sutton and Crystal touching base before they head out to to do their activity, which we'll touch on in a few seconds, where Sutton said the way that Crystal stated the question from the night before about, are you the girl that, don't tell me you're the girl that sees color, was insulting because Crystal was, was clearly, from what I saw, trying to imply or paint Sutton as this racially insensitive person at best, and at worst, trying to catch Sutton in something that would make her seem racist because of Crystal's view on that phrase, which clearly Sutton didn't think was wrong and has a different interpretation of what that phrase means. And so in this case, they are these new friends that are just trying to figure each other out and try to get to know each other. So it seems like in this case, as opposed to Garcelle and Kyle's kind of situation regarding race, in this case, it seems more justified because Garcelle bringing it up with Kyle last episode, they already had known each other for over a year. And so in this case, we're seeing the very, very infant stages of a friendship, potential friendship between Crystal and Sutton. So that was one thing I wanted to point out. So now uh, we're going to get into, well, they cut, to, they cut to commercial break, and then we got into the next part where we picked up where we left off, and we see Crystal saying she does, that she does see color, and, and she's sharing her story, which of course is horrible that she had to go through being yelled at with her parents at a gas station about looking different than the person who was yelling at them, and 
those people uh, inferring or assuming that they're immigrants and that they're illegal and all that kind of stuff, which is, of course, really horrible that she had to go through that as a little girl. And so Sutton says, of course, she sees there's a difference in looks. And Crystal even says she believes Sutton thinks everyone is equal. But in my opinion, is the answer, or this is the question I have, is the answer to then go around, let's say you're Crystal and you've had these experiences, is the answer then to go around thinking everyone is like that, those people that you had bad experiences with, and then in turn creating this new class of victims of racism? And I personally don't think that's the answer, but I but I understand why someone who's experienced something like what Crystal has been sharing would be on the defense and use that as kind of a defense mechanism. So it's kind of this, this weird thing that comes out of the conversation, which there's so many nuances and everyone has a different situation and everyone has a different experience. So I think it was important that they're sharing this interaction between them two and kind of them working it out. So I think that's interesting. Um, but then Sutton goes on to share her story of being in New York with a Southern accent and people accusing her of being a racist just because of that. And so they seem to squash their differences from the night before, at least for now, and are trying to at least understand each other more and talk it out, which I think is really good to show. So then they all head out the door and Garcelle goes to, let me show, she goes to close the door, the sliding door to her room. And she makes a little comment under her breath, oh, no bears for me, so I'm gonna close the door. And kind of a reference to some of my thoughts I shared last episode where she consciously chose a room on the second floor because the guy who was giving them a tour of the house when they arrived said the first floor was more prone to have access to wildlife and bears and she used it as a way to touch on that she is a black girl and doesn't, black girls don't like bears or black people don't like bears. So this to me kind of proved my point last time which is she just wants to bring that up whenever she can and the top of her mind is race related stuff but then again like i think it's just normal but whether there's bears or not to lock your doors when you leave someplace so i don't understand why she has to keep bringing it up i don't know and also if she's not staying on the first floor and she the whole reason she didn't stay there was for the bear access why is she concerned about it on the second floor is my question just a thought let me know what you think about that um and so we um, I feel like I skipped something. Oh, okay. So then we um, learn that uh, we see Kathy still sleeping in from the night before because she was kind of an insomniac. And we learn that um, Kyle gives some insight that growing up, that's how it was with Kathy. And we learn also that Crystal was named after two famous crystals, Crystal Gale and Crystal Carrington. Full disclosure, I did not know who these were at face value when I first saw them, but I looked it up, looked up who they were, and I do know who Loretta Lynn is, who is the sister of Crystal Gale, and I do know what Dynasty is, the show, and that's the character Crystal um, Carrington. So I, I know what those are. I'm not, I'm not that oblivious. But anyways, uh, I think it was also funny that. Uh, once Crystal shared this with the group that she was in the van with because they took two separate vans, that Garcelle was embarrassed for Crystal for some reason, basically saying, I don't know why you would admit that. Maybe it was a sign of the times when Crystal was born, but I was kind of curious to know why 
that would be embarrassing to say. I don't know. It just seems a little interesting. Um, let's see. Okay, so they're on their way to the to the Lake Tahoe activity, and we learn. Or, so there's two separate vans. One van, Crystal talks about Kathy being a prankster, which will come up later. And then we have Erica in the other van, who said something again. Editors know what they're doing, and they know they're framing the next big bombshell storyline that's going to come up. But Erica said they were passing a city called Gardnerville, Nevada, which is near Lake Tahoe. And Erica pointed out, oh, that's the place with the most fugitives in the United States. And I was like, hmm, I wonder why she feels the need to bring this up because, and all the girls were like kind of freaked out. You see in this picture, Kyle's like, what, how, how do you know that? They asked her, how did she know? And she says that, uh, and I say this in, in a quote, because I used to, someone told me that she was kind of, I, she didn't finish the, I used to part. So I'm like, are she doing something? But anyways. Kyle says it's like the Angeles National Forest where all the bodies go in Los Angeles. A yikes comment, but n not inaccurate. But this whole little vignette scene here also it led me to believe like, are the, are the, is she playing us? Like, does she know what's about to come out? And she's consciously like throwing out little things to kind of soften the blow when it comes out. Or is she subconsciously coping with things that she's trying to keep in? Erica is what I'm talking about. And she's, accidentally revealing these things without really knowing it i don't know but it's it's fascinating and i think again hats off to the editors of the show who really it appears edited the show very well because they knew it was going to happen and they have really been framing it for those of us who are really watching because of the erica storyline uh for what's about to happen so they get to the place and they start this railroad bike thing which i think is actually looks pretty fun so if i ever happen to go to Lake Tahoe, I think I will definitely be trying this if it is affordable and open. But I do like when they actually show things and activities that the girls do in any franchise when they go travel either within the United States or abroad. And because I also think that is how they get some things compensated too, because it is exposure for the resorts or for the activities. But I'm not sure about this time because it was reported or it wasn't because it wasn't a resort that they stayed at. It was just a home that they rented. So, um, and besides the name Lake Tahoe, which they said that's where they were, but also it could have been the city maybe because this is going to bring tourism and, and more eyes to the place that they might've waived some of the filming permits that they needed to film there. And maybe the cabin owner, uh, gave them a discount stay, or I haven't looked into this that far, but maybe that cabin is actually owned by a higher up at Comcast. I don't know, but I have a few more thoughts and then I'll get to your live chats and see what you have to say. But um, as they head home, clearly this will, I mean, head home as in leave the trip and go back home. This will help expose Tahoe to people because Lisa Renna actually says, even as they're heading home, is she never she doesn't know why she never went to Tahoe as kind of a weekend getaway or getaway with her husband and that she wants to come back. So I think just that alone shows that the exposure of the show to places helps with tourism. So let me get into your live chat comments. Let's see. A, thank you so much for being here, says, leave my girl Garcelle alone with some um, laughing, crying emojis and some kind of uh, emojis. But um, 
A says, I think she was talking about herself. She said it was embarrassing for her to know because it shows her age. Yeah, that's that's really funny. Um, maybe, yeah, that could be it. She's probably like, yeah, you know what? That, that actually makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much for saying that. Uh, wait, is this live? Yes, this is live. There's going to be a replay as well. And you look at comments. Yes, I am looking at comments right now. So there you go. Uh, okay, with that said, I think I will get right into the next act. Let me know if you have any more thoughts. All right, so act number three. So they finish the activity, but we learn that Sutton likes to be... So I kind of jumped the gun before that. They're still there, but they're about to head home. Um, we learn that Sutton likes to be on the ground, meaning she doesn't like heights. They head home, and in the van on the way home, we get Sutton and Crystal and Garcelle in one van with Garcelle laying down in the back. You can kind of see her her pink back there, but... We get a little get to know a little bit more about both Sutton and Crystal because we learn that Crystal's dad passed away a few years ago from Alzheimer's and that Sutton, her dad committed suicide over 18 years ago. And so this was a really good thing to show because uh, it shows that even if you have disagreements and you don't get along along the lines of very serious subjects there are still things that we have in common with each other and so i think that was really cool that they keep showing the the budding friendship between sutton and and crystal but showing the good and the bad so i thought that was really nice so garcelle wakes up as they're talking about this and their conversation ends because they didn't want to keep talking about it with her but uh, like i said before i like they're showing like they're showing all angles and although i don't agree with a lot of what crystal or garcelle say or think or believe that is the reality with new friendships is that there are bumps in the bumps in the road as you are learning about people in general and so especially coming off of a year that we did have with with this dynamic of a lot of things coming to the surface i think that is the reality for a lot of people who maybe are going into a workplace because whether you realize it or not the reality tv show they're on is a workplace for them you're meeting new people all the time and for the first time and you're just trying to figure out who each other who each other are and how to get along how to how to work in the space and so there may be a lot of people out there who are going through similar situation as Sutton and Crystal in the world right now as far as just trying to understand each other and come to some kind of middle ground to get along so i think that was that was really cool all right let's go now so they get home and this was a really funny part with Kathy again, our comedic relief for the season and the one that keeps kind of balancing out the serious subject matter with with her funny antics. So they get home, the cabin, and we learn that Kathy Hilton has put eardrops in her eyes. This is what I thought I was like, facepalm, what the heck? And we can add this to the list of moments where Kathy provided comedic relief to the group for a serious storyline. And... Then we get to Garcelle, Sutton, Lisa, Erica talking on the porch, on the couch, and we hear Garcelle calls Sutton a princess. We hear Erica say that Tom lets her be easygoing and herself, and we hear Kyle join. And we also learn that Sutton's slippers, these slippers are um, $2,000. After Kyle kind of made fun of her for them and Googled it and they all kind of roasted Sutton for her crazy, her crazy shoes. And so, uh, 
she said, and, and Crystal made a funny comment. She says, you know what? When I see stuff like that, I usually donate that kind of stuff, which I think was funny. And I kind of, it was kind of reminded me of, of like a guy, the girl's version of guys kind of giving each other a hard time with like stuff. And it's not that deep. It's just kind of funny. Um, but then Kathy Hilton joins them and Erica, Dorit, and Lisa leave to go rest for the afternoon. And so this is where we hear Kyle kind of talking about her family genetics and uh, how Paris looks like looks like her. They look like each other with different color hair. And then Garcelle brings up the, the funny part from last episode where Garcelle was mistaken for Kyle by Kathy. And, and she kind of makes fun of how, oh, if, if Kathy thinks that I look like Kyle, then I must look like Paris Hilton. And obviously it's, they don't look alike, but it's just really funny. And, um, so then Garcelle uses this as an opportunity to say she thinks or that Paris Hilton used to drive her nuts when she would see Paris out and about because she was always on her phone. And so Kathy then asks Kyle to kind of say why Paris was usually doing that. And it's because she was really shy and that was kind of her, kind of her comfort zone or her way to kind of distract herself from being super shy and so Garcelle says she's glad that she brought that up because now she knows and she wouldn't have known if she wouldn't have asked and so I kind of relate to that a little bit as far on the, the social awkward kind of um, introvert shyness and so I, I kind of relate to that and I know that can often be misunderstood um, so I think that's that was fun or interesting to, to bring up and I, I'm glad Garcelle um, said something like that but Kyle also says she was she was being nice to Garcelle, even though she was kind of attacking one of her family members. But since her and Garcelle had made up, she said she did not kind of make a big deal out of it. And they kind of ended this scene as uh, agreeing that you shouldn't judge someone unless you've walked in their shoes. So then before, um, before we head to the next second half of the episode, I wanted to give a few thoughts on this scene in particular because Kathy reacting as she did to Garcelle um, and kind of pawning off the answer to Kyle may be, in my opinion, why Kathy is considered a friend of the show and not a full-time and Sutton is now full-time because last season she was a friend. Because at this point in filming, they may have still been deciding who to give what role and maybe Kathy was supposed to be a main wife, but they changed their minds because she's in every group scene. But maybe also Crystal might have been considered as a friend, but uh, showed more of her life. And so who knows? But it does appear that this is kind of a common practice in recent years for housewives in general is uh, early on in filming, they may be changing and solidifying what filming, what storylines are starting to evolve and what they want to follow and then kind of edit it in that way. And then once they announce the season, then they'll say who is full time or full time or not. Um, and so I thought that was that was an indication to me of and a little more clarity on my questions from the first episode on why they would choose Kathy as a friend and not Crystal or keep Sutton as a friend and, and not or whatever. Um, and then later, Kathy also is the source of some of the issues, but um, didn't appear to do it maliciously and was actually fueled by the other main cast members. So uh, I think they need her there because obviously she's a part of the the group scenes, but she isn't significant enough and not involved enough in the storyline to have the full-time title but she is like i said that comedic relief that we need when when they need her to kind of break up the seriousness also in regards to garcelle uh 
this is why I like Garcelle, because she is real. And although I don't always agree with her, just like Crystal, and I don't always agree in how she does things or what she says or believes, I as a viewer at least know where she stands. And I think that is a common thread in people that I like and, and traits in people that I like. So I would much rather have Garcelle and Crystal be completely honest with what they're thinking and saying. And I can decide if that's something that's worth a risk to being friends or whatnot, and just in general. So um, I thought that was that was good. All right, before we go in, let me go further. Let me see what everyone's saying. Um, thank you so much for all staying here. Uh, Art Wishwood said, do you think Sutton is cray-cray? And will she win the title for Little Miss Drama Queen 2021? So I have thoughts on that in a few seconds, Art. Um, that scene hasn't come up yet, but I do have some thoughts on that. And do I think Sutton is cray-cray? You know, I'll, I'll leave my thoughts for a little later in this episode. But you also said Sutton looks better this season, no bangs, and a layered look. Yeah, I think I, I touched on this in the first my first episode review a few weeks ago. Uh, there's always that housewife glow up if you will from their first season to their second and so uh yes i agree she looks better uh i also think crystal if she gets another season will have a similar thing maybe i don't know but she already had kind of everything she seems already okay so i don't know we'll see all right let's move on to act four out of six so we get into them all getting ready to go out for dinner and we see Lisa Renna FaceTiming her husband Harry Hamlin and then we see Lisa and Marcel uh, only the only ones who actually got ready on time are yeah Lisa and Garcelle and they start just doing small talk about the weather and about the beams in the ceiling in the house and I think that was really funny because I think we can all relate or at least most people to this universally wet no matter what you look like where you're from if you're a guy or girl this kind of awkward small talk with people like maybe you don't know very well or you just had a falling out with or you're just trying to get along with and so i thought that was really funny that they showed that and it it's still like I, like i said this is a really good theme i think they're showing is real friendships evolving and all the ups and downs that come with that and kind of the the situ funny situations that come out of that then we have this in this situation which let me know what you think of Crystal's outfit right here. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It looks like there's like cloth pieces here and there. I'm like, interesting fashion choice. But also, I'm going to try to spread the wealth as far as me questioning fashion choices as someone who is not the most fashionable. And I don't understand a lot of the high-end fashion. Um, but let me know what you think. I've touched on... In the first episode, uh, Garcelle's Chanel outfit with like the weird clips in her hair and and then this. And so I'm going to still keep my eyes peeled for some interesting fashion. So let me know what you think of that. All right. So they head out to go to dinner and they get to the restaurant and they are spread apart at the table because it is still October at this point. And it's just weird that they're one big, they're one party, but they're still being separated like that anyways so they're ordering drinks and kathy can't hear and they swap seats meaning kathy and erica swap seats so that kathy can be uh with her sister or next to her sister kathy does a cheers thanking lisa rena for planning the weekend and kyle kind of wanted her to switch to kind of comfort her sister because this is kathy hilton's 
first girls, all girls trip that she's ever taken. So she wanted to make sure she was okay. Then they are all kind of making small talk again, but talking about their eating habits during the pandemic. And then we learned that Lisa Rinna has a lip line coming out at the time. It was October, so she was trying to launch it for uh, Black Friday, so November. But she said it did get delayed because of the pandemic and the delays in manufacturing and is trying to get things to go ahead. And I like that they showed this and, and told us about this because it's the reality of the situation for majority of people, whether you're in business or you be a, you're a part of a business or whatever is everyone got disrupted with whatever we were planning before the pandemic. So I'm glad that they keep touching on how it's affecting them, although they probably are a little more insulated from the negative effects, but there's that. Uh, and she also touched on something very interesting too, which I found, I mean, it shows that she's smart and actually thinking about this stuff, but how she's concerned about selling lip products at that time when people were still wearing masks because it was covered up, but I think now that our mask mandate here in California is going to be lifted in a matter of 12 days in current time, I think she might be catching a, a big wave of business, so it should be interesting. All right, and we'll see if she gets come back to another season, if we'll see kind of the, um, the progress of that business, or maybe at the reunion, we'll hear about it too. All right, then we get to Sutton sharing with Erica and Lisa, Rena at the end of the table about the race conversation from the night before with Crystal. And we hear Dorit, who's pictured here with Sutton, chiming in about her travels in Europe and all these different countries and says she's never heard of the Southern racism stereotype before. What I found interesting about that is she was trying to kind of, I think Dorit was trying to say she's well-traveled, but she's also not in the, 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 she's never heard of this because for whatever reason, she thought that was going to help her cause. However, this could also be making, well, this could be making Sutton look too sensitive because she's kind of being a little reactive to that whole conversation. But it also could be Dorit kind of looking a little ignorant because she, in my opinion, or in my opinion, to avoid stereotypes, you kind of have to know the stereotypes, if that makes sense. So would Dorit, is Dorit saying she's never heard of the stereotype of Southern people being stereotyped as racist because of the history here in America? Does that mean she's well-traveled or cultured? Or does that mean she's not well-traveled well -traveled or, traveled or cultured, but maybe she doesn't know her history? I don't know, but on the other side, I can also say knowing stereotypes can be used as a weapon for harm as well. So you can pick the battle on if knowing stereotypes is good or bad. And obviously they're trying to debunk perpetuating them, but they're also in some scenes on this season, they're also falling into them. So I don't know what it's, it's a whole bunch of, like I said before, confusing thing that just gets muddy, muddied and all these contradictory messes that happen out of these conversations. But it also appears that Crystal is listening to them as well. But then Erica says that she has never felt the need to prove she isn't racist because of her Southern roots. But then she makes it clear in her confessional, also Erica, that she doesn't have Sutton's accent, but she also says she has heard racist things growing up in the South. So 
it's a mess. But Dorit basically implies in this that Sutton may not be well-traveled and that Erica might have grown up in a more multicultural background. And Sutton basically defends herself saying, that's not true. I've grown up cultured and whatnot. And so this kind of ends this scene before the commercial in these awkward stares from everyone at the table. <laughs> and the social distancing at the table didn't help the conversation at all. And that to me, hold on one second. Sorry, I just had breakfast for dinner and now I'm like talking and so it's kind of indigestion, so sorry. Um, and so this was kind of, in my opinion, a microcosm for the past year where we've all been separated in different ways, whether it's physically or virtually or in person, that barrier with a mask or whatever. Um, I think this table situation with the game of telephone and whatnot was kind of a microcosm for the past year. Um, let me check the chat really quick. So, <clears throat> see who's here. Hi, Claire. Thanks for joining. Hopefully, you're still here. Um, all right, let's keep going. Two more acts. Okay. Act five started with Sutton defending herself, like I said before, from Dorit, who Dorit's take on this was a little, I don't know how to describe it, more of like, I want to say airheady a little bit. But uh, then Dorit, who already kind of was not being super clear on what she was trying to say, tries to delay or relay the message of what happened on that end of the table to the other half of the table. And she does it in a way that most telephone games happen, which is a very condensed version of what happened and often is exaggerated. And so that leads to the other half of the table being kind of confused on what happened. And Garcelle in her confessional says, basically, let's lay off Sutton because she clearly is sensitive and Sutton is Garcelle's friend. And so this is starting to actually fill in some of the gaps and answers I was seeking in the first few episodes as we are getting a, a preview of what the season would hold, which is uh, how will Garcelle handle her friend's friendship with Sutton when Sutton is involved in race talks with other girls while Garcelle is in talks with race talks with Kyle. So earlier also Kyle compared the situation, the two situations with Garcelle and Sutton and Crystal uh, when they were talking about it from the night before. So now they all start drinking, or I should say, quote unquote, drinking, and more and more. And even Kathy was drinking a martini, which some of the girls seemed to be shocked by. But then we find out that it was actually a prank that Kathy was trying to pull by drinking water and trying to get the other girls to actually drink real drinks. But some of them find out somehow, I don't know how this happened, and they start texting each other down the way to be in on the prank to reverse the prank and actually prank Kathy thinking that she was pranking them. So Garcelle was the one that was led on by Kathy. They kind of set it up. And so it was basically a giant game of a prank pranking the pranksters. It's very confusing, but side note on this before we go further, the drink that they chose to drink was Belvedere and Belvedere was actually, um, I think it's a product placement personally. I don't have any, I don't have any proof of this, but I do know when they they probably have to get name brands cleared on the show because they're a corporation, a media corporation. They have legal teams. They have implications for that. And so 
when they mentioned the name Belvedere, like the brand name of whatever they're drinking, not just the generic, like we're drinking vodka or we're drinking whatever. Um, I thought that was interesting. And right before they left, they showed a picture of the Belvedere bottle with the logo on it. So let me know if you think it's product placement or not, or if it's just, if I'm overthinking that, <laughs> but okay. As they were leaving the restaurant, they are, they're in the van on the way back, right? So here's a picture of Kathy drinking. Obviously it's a fake martini. They put olives in it, but they're in the, in the van on the way back to the house. And Sutton was bringing up that she felt kind of freaked out because she thought, or she wasn't the only, she was the only one not in on the joke that was going on with the fake alcohol or whatever. And it made her think that she was the butt of the joke. And I think personally, that's a really normal, reasonable human reaction to think if everyone that you're at a table with is talking about something and you're not in on it, why wouldn't it be reasonable to think that they're not talking about you? And so Chris, Crystal then whispers to Sutton in the, in the van, basically to be quiet, don't tell because Kathy is the butt of the joke. And from Sutton's perspective, she did that because... She's friends with Kathy and didn't want to rock the boat. Um, but Garcelle then says that Sutton is ruining the night by kind of ruining the prank. And so they get out of the car. And as they're doing that, Garcelle basically says that she thinks it's putting a damper on the night. So then they get out of the car. And basically, Garcelle goes to the other girls in the other van and tells them Sutton thinks that they're talking about her or texting about her at the table. But they all assure her that she wasn't, and Sutton gets mad at Garcelle for telling them, and she's like, I'm just trying to clear the air. Garcelle's just trying to clear the air. Like, we're trying to figure this out. It's like a huge game of messed up telephone. And so then Crystal also reacts as if something so wild happened on the van ride, and she goes, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of that van, and blah, blah, blah. Just like what happened with Dorit at the table, she kind of just relays and, and adds fuel to the fire, and it seems as if every link in this game of telephone about this prank exaggerates all the problems that are already happening and it kind of lights a fire in them already. And so it just leads to this huge mess leading up to all these events of telephone that keep adding up. And so before I go on to the last and final act, I was thinking, I think personally it is kind of rude to be at a, at a table texting each other stuff and have one person not be in on the joke right in front of you it is kind of rude and it is kind of like a mean girl behavior even if they don't mean it like that but it does remind me of kind of in grade school when kind of the cool group in class would uh be doing something and they would purposely like do it around you but not include you and it's just mean and although it's not like direct bullying like physically beating you up it can hurt just as much. And so, I don't know. Let me know what you think of that. Am I overthinking that or is, is this kind of, I don't know. Let me know. Uh, okay. Now we get into the last act, act six. And this is where they're all trying to clarify or sort this out before the end of the night. And we get clarity on Crystal kicking Sutton under the table to kind of tell her to be quiet or whatever in the van. Uh, because she says up front she didn't want to ruin the joke. And they try to clear the air altogether, but then Crystal tells Sutton to relax and that she is too uptight. And 
So that leads to them kind of still amplifying the situation and they go sit down, they all complain about what was happening and Sutton still feels left out as they explain this to her. Crystal calls Sutton a drama queen and highly insecure in her confessional, not to her face. But then Crystal says she thinks in her confessional, if something isn't about Sutton or that Sutton is not involved, then Sutton thinks that she's the butt of the joke. And while I agree, and here's art, here's my thoughts on, on Sutton, here we go. Um, while I agree that Sutton can be, or she needs to loosen up a little bit, she can be a little uptight and a little too emotionally reactive. Um, we also have to take into account that the night before she was accused of being racially insensitive, then at the dinner, minutes before this all happened, it came up again, and she was again on her own little island because Erica, Dorit, and Crystal were kind of not on her side on this. And then she was the only one not included in this prank that had nothing to do with the problems. And then she was told to be quiet in the van. And so all these things clearly are making her more sensitive to what is happening, even if the thing that's happening isn't a big deal. And so I think this situation could have easily been flipped on any of the other girls and it would have been equally as serious of a reaction or even more serious of a reaction given what the prior events were leading up to this. So let me know what you think of um, that. I saw some, some of you have already said what you think of Sutton, but what is interesting about this was Garcelle's reaction to this in her confessional, which is justifying the friction between Sutton and Garcelle, or Sutton and Crystal, as similar to how Sutton and herself, Garcelle, had a rough start and that some people just don't get along or they're not, their energies aren't meshing at first. And so this also adds to my questions from the first few episodes of how, if Garcelle would handle the conflict between Crystal and Sutton, that and in the same way that she handled her situation with Kyle. And it's kind of showing up here that there might be a little bit of the little bit of a double standard but then again that could just be the human experience to be completely honest because obviously she has a bias towards Sutton because that's her friend so I don't know we'll see I guess some people maybe don't hold their friends to the same standard as others I don't know but let me know what you think all right and then we get to Crystal saying I'm sorry to Sutton to which this is Sutton's look, which she's clearly been kind of crying and had a quite a rough, rough weekend. But Crystal then says in her in her confessional as well that this proves that Sutton is who she thought she was the night before, which is an irrational person. So clearly Crystal is saying a lot more in her confessionals than what she's saying to Sutton's face. And so I have a feeling that's going to come up in the reunion and Sutton is not going to be too happy. So Here's that. All right. Then we start deep kind of uh, deep debriefing or debriefing. What's the what's the word I'm thinking of? Kind of simmering down the night. Everyone's kind of going their separate ways, similar to the night before. And we get kind of a hilarious debriefing of what just happened with Kyle, Kathy and and Sutton. And um, and Kathy clearly didn't understand what was going on so they had to clarify she thought that Sutton was kicking Crystal but really Crystal was kicking Sutton under the table and but they keep cutting back to Crystal in her room 
saying that she thinks Sutton is going after her and that Crystal thinks says she's scared of Sutton. But what's funny is Sutton then sees that Crystal left her coat on the couch and so goes and tries to deliver the coat to Crystal's room, not knowing what she's talking about her behind the closed door. And that's where the episode ends. And so that's kind of the cliffhanger that they leave us on. They've been doing really good with the cliffhangers, which is good. But next episode, it appears that we are going to see them on a boat on Lake Tahoe. And then we are going to see Crystal and Sutton talking again, Lisa and Garcelle talking again. And it appears we are going to get news of something involving Erica. Most likely the news about her marriage, but it seems like everyone's going to find out via text message and via not in person. So next week should get very interesting. So make sure to watch the episode before Thursday so we can come on live next Thursday and talk about everything that goes on. If you're still here, thank you so much for taking the time to watch and listen. I'm going to do a live chat Q&A. So if you have any questions, comments, I will read them on screen and make sure to come back next Thursday live at 6 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time for a live recap and reaction for me and where you get to share your thoughts. If you are listening on podcasting platform or you are watching the replay on Rumble or on YouTube, make sure to leave your, your thoughts in the comments as well. And with that said, make sure to click around the channel if you want more more content, if you if you want to see more from me before next week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.